Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. This podcast is about a community of women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. They're using their gifts to impact the world for Christ, and I hope it inspires other women to do the same. What can God do through ordinary women? And what do these women all have in common? In today's episode, God uses ordinary women in extraordinary ways. I'm talking with Jamie Janos, Managing Editor for Today in the Word, published by Moody Bible Institute. She shares encouragement and a special message and what she found to be true for eight women who never gave up and used their gifts to impact the world. So listen in as I have a chat with Jamie Janos. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I am excited to have my friend with me, Jamie Janotes. She's a wife, mother, writer, and managing editor for Today in the Word, which is a daily devotional published by Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. She studied theology and writing at Moody Bible Institute, Columbia College, and Illinois State University. And she's been married to Milt for 27 years, and they have a lovely college-age daughter. So I'm excited to have you, Jamie. Welcome to the show. Thank Thank you. I'm glad to be here. What can we tell the listener about how you are taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect? What drives you in your fierce calling? Oh, wow. You know, it, it's funny how it's kind of the same over the years. So I just turned 54 and I look back to when I was a little girl you know, and I really felt the love of Jesus in a strong way. I was raised in a Christian home and felt the conviction to share God's love with other kids. You know, my mom tells a story about how once she caught me on the front porch of our house paying the neighbor kids. I gave them each like a quarter if they would listen to me talk about Jesus. Oh, <laughs> it's precious. So, so, and I laugh at that now, but you know, I still... I still have that same conviction, maybe not the same way of just how can I use my words mm -hmm. to share God's love for people, you know, with others. And that happens in a variety of ways. So over my life, how that's happened has changed, but still I've been able to um, use my writing or teaching or communicating. And even how I interact on social media, I just try to share God's love with others. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that, how you actually paid kids because you felt it was so important and had such a compassion and wanting them to know Jesus. That is so sweet. I love that. So you are right now the managing editor, right? At Moody. And then you were a professor before that. Mm -hmm. And I know a beloved one because I know some of your students and they, <laughs> they love being in your class. So tell us a little bit about that journey to Moody and how that all came about. Yeah. Well, Moody Bible Institute has been in Chicago since the late 1800s. So Dwight L. Moody was an evangelist, kind of like the Billy Graham of his day. Mm. And he decided um, he wanted a school to train not so much pastors, but the, he called them gap men and women. So the men and women who existed between public and the church, like mm. people who would do the work of Christ. So I admired that and I knew some people who had gone there. So I ended up going to school at Moody, um, even though at the time I wanted to be a newspaper reporter. Um, but I thought, well, I'll go there and get my Bible and writing and get my degree. So I did that. Um, and God has a funny way of changing things around. So I ended up not being a newspaper reporter. I, I realized after I had my degree that I hated doing that job. And so 
Then I'm like, what do I do? Well, I had gone to grad school and they asked me to teach a class as part of my grad school scholarship. And I did, and I found out I loved it. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching and ended, wound my way back to Moody. And I was on faculty there teaching English and communications. Mm -hmm. Currently, I um, work on their daily devotional. So oh, that's awesome. So can anybody access that or how do they find that? You would go to todayintheword.org oh. and it's a subscription. You can get an email or a print devotional, or we're just about to release an app too, mm -hmm. but they're just donation based. So there's no subscription fee. It's just by donation. You had a book come out and I had the book. It's amazing. When Others Shuddered, Eight Women Who Refused to Give Up. And the heart of this book is so amazing. And I just wanted you to talk a little bit about that. I love here on the back cover, it says the stories of these eight historic faithful women will change your life. You see what God can do through the willing hearts of ordinary women. And at the top, it says, what did God do through eight ordinary women? What can he do through you? And that is just the heart of fierce calling. So I'm interested because I don't think I've ever heard the story of how you got involved in writing this book or what drew you to that. Yeah, I I worked, as I said, I worked downtown in Chicago and I would walk by all these different old buildings that would have plaques of the turn of the century. And then I'd read a book called Sin in the Second City. And it was a book about the brothel district mm. um, in Chicago and sex trafficking that was happening back in the turn of the century. And I thought, oh my goodness, I thought that was a new problem, not an old problem. Mm. But in the middle of this book about this, they talked about women, Christian women who would come into that district and help the women. And I was curious about that. I'm like, who were these women and what were they like and what motivated them? So I started researching that era in Chicago and um, the cities and the women who were alive then. And I thought the idea was I would profile a few of them. So I started with a couple and then I kept finding new ones until mm -hmm. I finally got to eight women. And I found eight of them and I tried to tell their story. And my goal was to not to make them these big heroes of the faith, mm -hmm. which is what we tend to do. We tend to idolize people like they were perfect and never had a bad day. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to find out how their lives had been shaped by God and how he used them, even in their ordinariness, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So what struck me is that they had problems we had. Like there was one lady who struggled with infertility, another one whose kids were just a, a mess. Like her family, she had all these troubles with her family. Others struggled with their health or their marriages. So they were ordinary in that sense, that they weren't above having any human problems. But somehow God worked in all of that and allowed them step by step through small little faithful things to do amazing work for him. So I wanted to encourage women today that even if you sometimes think your life is stuck, that, that God might be working through it anyway, yes. you know, that he, he can do that. Yeah. I love that because you shared the struggle too. And that's so important because mm -hmm. even in the Bible, the different biblical accounts, as if sometimes that they were like superhuman or something, but they were just ordinary right. people mm -hmm. called to extraordinary things, but to the glory of God. So 
it's just exciting to hear how God just allows us to do what we're called to do through the power of the Holy Spirit and rise above circumstances. You know, even the listener might often feel like they can't do what God's calling them to do because they're going through a difficult season. So have there been some times in your life or even through writing the book that you have had to really lean on the Lord? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I saw a diagram once where it said the Christian life, how you think it, and it's a smooth, straight, going up a hill in a straight line. Mm. And then the real Christian journey is just jaggedy, like all over the place, up and down and crazy. And And I think that's the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the truth. We think we're the only ones in that mess Mm -hmm. and that other people have it all figured out and their life is smooth sailing. And and that's just not the case. Yeah. The Bible proves that out. The history that I read with these particular women proved that even in my own there, you know, it seems like in the difficult seasons is when God proves himself to you in that when you can't do it, he does it. When I decided to move to Florida, my family moved from Chicago to Florida And I wanted to do it before my daughter hit junior high because I thought that would be the good time to do it. And then I thought I wanted to do it before she hit high school and it still hadn't happened. Well, during her junior year is when I was able to do it of high mm-hmm. school. And I felt like the absolute worst mother in the world. You know, <laughs> I was like, what, what am I doing to her? She was so upset. She was crying and miserable and dejected. And, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, oh boy, I've just blown it. And I was stressed out about a lot of things about the move, about how to handle where to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a limited time to decide. I was talking to a professor at the school where I work and I was sharing with him my concern. He said, well, can I pray for you? And I said, sure, I would love that because I know he's a great man of prayer. And he started praying and he prayed for everything. He prayed that we would get on the right block, that we would have the right neighbor, that my Mm -hmm. daughter would meet a friend, that she would find the right friends and that she would be in the right classes at school. And as he was praying, I was so stunned by that because I thought I never thought I dared to ask for that, mm-hmm. you know, and I started crying, of course, when he stopped praying and he looked up, he just pushed me the tissues. And I said, do, <laughs> do the students always cry in your office? He said, well, mainly the women. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but afterwards, I saw all those things come true. Like so many of the things that I had stressed about, God had mm. already gone before. Like mm. even we didn't know what college Sabrina was going to go to. That was sorted out and it ended up being best that we were in Florida for the exact time we were. Mm. Um, she ended up meeting friends before she went to college because we had moved her junior year and hadn't waited. Mm. Um, so, so many things where I thought I knew best. God showed me that he knew best already and that he had it. I tend to be a control person. And Mm -hmm. I guess that was a big learning that that it's better in God's control. Yeah. What a relief too. Cause you know, as a mom, we, we do tend to beat ourselves up about things like, what Mm -hmm. have I done to my kids? You know, and then here it was the best thing ever, you know, cause God knew that. And I love how God really honors when we're vulnerable. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult for women to just be vulnerable and share their heart because they feel like maybe they need to be the strong one, you know, keeping things together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're the ones with the lists as I'm getting ready to pack. I had, I found it recently. It was my optimal moving list, like of the dates and all the things I had hoped would happen. And of course it didn't happen the way I'd planned. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, it's funny how we think we have to do that. Like we've been appointed that job and that's a lot of stress to have on our shoulders. It is. Yeah. We kind of try to do God's job Mm -hmm. feeling like it's supposed to be our job. 
Exactly. So it is a relief when things just kind of flow and it's not always right away. Like you said, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen till maybe later that we look back and see, ah, there's God's hand over all of that. But how sweet prayers that he prayed for you. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, you know, the Lord was leading him into what to pray. And yeah. it was yeah. kind of prophetic in a way, you know, about all these things that were to come and a reassurance yeah. for you. That's really sure special. I had no idea exactly how profound that was to me, but to me, it was like, oh, I remember just feeling this big sigh of relief. Like, okay, yes, it's, you know, over and over, I think throughout my life, I've had to be reminded that God's got it. And even in all of my perfectionistic or control tendencies, I have to like release that. And mm. it, that's been a hard thing to learn. It can be for sure. <laughs> Letting go. Mm-hmm. So what is on the horizon for you now? What are you up to? You know what, for a while, um, after I wrote this book, I thought, oh, what's the next thing? People would ask me, what are you going to write next? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I still kind of feel like I don't know. I, I did have a book proposal that I was kind of playing around with and I've just felt strongly and you know, the messages I've gotten back, it's just not right yet. Mm-hmm. I, I feel okay with that though. I think I'm kind of faithful in the season of doing my role as editor and just thinking, well, when the time is right, the next thing will come about. I had a neat thing with my book that I didn't expect because it's a quiet little book. So this isn't a book that I ever thought would hit bestseller status or anything. Mm-hmm. A few years back, someone suggested the United Methodist Women have a book club, a reading program that's across the country. And somehow um, I sent it off. So it's someone's suggestion just to add to their pile of books. And somehow it got selected. Well, that mm-hmm. was God, not me. <laughs> and so it's being read right now. There's been a resurgence of it. So I had a lovely talk this morning with a lady in North Carolina. Her group is reading the book and she was so sweet, but she said, you know, we're just a simple group of women. And she's like, we also sew for Jesus. We sew um, pillows for cancer patients and we are doing adult bibs for nursing homes. And we're just using what we can with our hands mm-hmm. for Jesus and doing what we can. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's exactly the message of my book. So I I think there's been a little bit of a a weird blip again that God knew and I didn't. And I have time right now too to, to interact with these women. It's just special, you that know, is it's a awesome. very special thing. It's so cool to see too, when God brings about the fruit of what he put on your heart so long ago to write. And one of the ladies in here, Mary Bethune's a local gal she <laughs> from local. where we are, Florida. Yeah, she, it was funny because I got interested in her. She actually attended Moody for a very short little time and she has a neat story. So she was the daughter of slaves and the first one I think born in freedom. So when they, when they were freed and she went to school, a missionary lady paid for her to go to school. And then she ended up going to college and she learned to read and she wanted to be a missionary to Africa. Well, she got all the way done with her training, um, Bible training at Moody. And they told her, the mission board told her no, Mm -hmm. that she couldn't go. And it was due to her race. Mm -hmm. And so she, here she was, she was young, like early twenties and had been so discriminated against at that point. But she wrote this very kind of firm reply um, it was gracious for her age and how, but she said, you know, I don't think Jesus would discriminate based on my color, you know, if I wanted to serve him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went down to Florida and started a school for girls that were very poor and had no learning opportunities. Like she had had very little. Um, so in that school grew and grew and it became the college it is today. In fact, I just heard they're putting her statue in the, in Washington. She'll be wow. representing Florida. 
Yeah. That's wonderful. So yeah, she became a counselor to presidents and you know, her story went on and on, but um, just an amazing thing of faithfulness and refusing to get discouraged, even when this door seemed absolutely shut, mm. you know, it, most people would be bitter. Yeah. Yeah. You can see her house if you're in, here in Daytona and you can go in it and and tour it. So oh, wow. I've never cool. been there. I need to Very check cool. that out. Yeah, maybe we need a date to do that. Yeah. That would be um, great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love yeah. that. It's so inspiring because it, it's also a lesson in don't listen to the world's rejection. It's what God wants to do through you because right. we face rejections all through our life. And you're right. It's a choice. You know, mm -hmm. do we just allow that to keep us from continuing on in God's mm -hmm. plans for our life or shut yep. down and miss all the great plans he has for us and the, and the mm -hmm. blessings along the way? <laughs> Well, it's like the story of Joseph in the Bible, you know, they, he talks about even though his brothers meant it for evil when they tried to, mm. you know, sell him off and, and thought about killing him, but God meant it for good. So, yeah. so it is the idea that God, even the things that look on the surface horrible in our lives could be something being used for a specific purpose. So that is something to cling to when life seems really crummy. <laughs> Amen to that. You know? Yeah. 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 To ask them to open our eyes, to see what's mm -hmm. really happening, what yeah. other things are happening that we might not realize. Mm -hmm. that... And to trust him in that moment that the God who is there for you in the good moments is still there. Mm -hmm. And so you have to like, let that be kind of the calming force in your life. I think when it, when it seems so unclear to you. Yeah. Now you are at home and Milt's mom's with you too, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm one of those in-betweeners. So I have a college age daughter. She's 23. Just stop mm -hmm. and think. And then my mother-in-law is 93. Oh, wow. And yeah, she's lived with us since three years after we were married. So before Sabrina was born, mm. so she's been with us probably 25 years and in our house. So some people are like, well, is she in the next house? I'm like, nope. She, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, she's, she's been right with me and you know, we have our good and bad days and our good mm -hmm. and bad moments. Honestly, it can be trying to care for a parent, but, um, but also it's been a good thing. So I've been glad that we could do it. Yeah. That's encouraging because there are so many who are caring for aging parents. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how the seasons of our life continue to change, you know, with the different things that we have, you know, young children, and then they grow or, you know, maybe we don't have children, mm -hmm. but we still have aging parents. And, you know, there's a lot going on in our life and a lot on our plate. That's true. It adds a whole nother dimension. Like, yeah. uh, you know, as you start to try to care for them and, and their personality is changing, um, she can't drive. So mm -hmm. I do have to do the driving and she's very particular about things. <laughs> so I have to make sure that I get exactly the right items, you know, at the grocery store. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the hard part is probably patience. Yeah. And for her probably living in a more hectic situation, you know, and at other people's mercy. Yeah. So, yeah. So for both of us, it's probably taken patience. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. Just mm -hmm. remember the patience, the fruit of the spirit <laughs> yep, and everything. Yep. So and God bless 93. Well, I hope I can be doing all those things when I'm 93. I know. <laughs> some I days know. I feel like I can't do some of that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, right? Yes. You have to wake up with the new pains. 
Exactly. Like oh, what man. in the world? Yeah. And thank you so much. You had mentioned that you were going to offer to maybe give a book away to our listener who might want to comment or share. Yeah. So I would, um, I would be delighted to give a book away. And we, we were talking and I said, well, you should have them comment on the podcast and then mm -hmm. share it on their social media so we can kind of get this wonderful podcast out there to more interested women. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we'll pick one and we'll give it away, right? Yes, that sounds great. And on the platform that I'm on, there is a way that people can do like a voice message. Mm -hmm. So either that way or any other ways that connect and share the podcast. That's exciting. Thank you so much for that. And like I said, I need when I get to see you next, you're going to sign my book. <laughs> oh, I'd be glad to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. What would you want the listener to know right now that would be something you can encourage her with? Mm. I would just, you know, first of all, that you're important to God and mm. that where you are right now is important to God. There was one woman in my, my book that said that her most precious moments to God were when she was doing dishes because <laughs> mm. she had quiet time just to think. And, and she said she doesn't mind doing dishes if she's doing them for God. And I thought it's those quiet moments we can sneak away and be in his presence and let him speak into our hearts. I mean, also that your story matters. I think, you know, I'm a big person for identifying that you do have a special story. It's, and you know, you are too, because you, you tell these stories, but we all, we may not think we're anything special, mm -hmm. but other people need to hear ordinary stories yeah. of how God uses us because it doesn't need to be the most dramatic thing. It can be little things mm -hmm. um, that speak to people's heart and, and encourage them. So even if you just tell your little stories on Facebook or to your friends and, and encourage them with what God's teaching you, I think that that goes a long way in helping um, spread you know, his love to others and his message. Yeah, I love that you brought that out because it is a great reminder when we tend to compare our stories or feel mm -hmm. like, someone that has this dramatic coming to Jesus, you know, and coming out of a background of difficult struggles. But when we think about it, there's, our story is important. So mm -hmm. thank you for that, for the reminder that everybody needs to hear what God's done in our lives because people need to hear an encouraging word, especially if they turn on the TV <laughs> because you yeah. know, the world would just have us shaking in our boots all about this virus going around and all of that. And we could tend to really fall into a panic if we allow all of these messages from the world to come at us. But God's truth and encouragement that we can share is so needed. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. If our listener wanted to connect with you, how would they do that, Jamie? Well, you can go. I do have a website. It's a little bit rusty right now, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a way to contact me on that as well. So it's my name is Jamie Janos, J-A-M-I-E. Mm -hmm. And the last name is Polish, J-A-N is in Nancy, O-S-Z mm -hmm. dot com. So jamiejanos.com and oh. you'll get to my website. Great. I know. I always say your last name wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. People say it a bunch of different ways. So we're good. I used to have a very simple name before I got married. So this mm -hmm. is all my husband's fault. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I just, I love your style, you know, the mid-century modern and all your great outfits and you love to go thrift shopping and antiquing and all of that. I've been an antique and vintage shopper and thrift shopper. I remember garage selling with my mom when I was little and, um, 
yeah, I started collecting antiques. I had, someone gave me an old hat. It was, I was in a skit or something and they had a 1940s little hat, felt hat that was on top of your head. And I thought it was amazing. So mm -hmm. I kept it and then it started a collection and it kind of morphed. So mm -hmm. over the years I've collected clothes and dishes and home furnishings. And so now our house is pretty much all vintage. We, mm -hmm. we live, yeah, right now we're kind of have a mid-century theme going on. So we're a 50s, 60s style in our house, mm. but it's fun. We, we, we're creative, weird sorts. So we love it. <laughs> so fun. I love you, you know, how you just are so put together with your outfits and, and you and Mill oftentimes dress up mm -hmm. in different outfits. What we might it? have, well, we did, we did cartoons recently. We've done, oh. well, we did Mary Poppins and Bert and we oh, did yeah. um, Fred and Wilma. <laughs> Flintstone. Yeah. So we, we have fun. Yeah. He's crazy that way. He's more outgoing than I am. I'm mm -hmm. more shy. So mm -hmm. he has to talk me into it to do some of this stuff. <laughs> and then, and then when I, when we're ready to go out, I'll have fun making the costume, but when it, it's time to actually go out in it, I'm kind of terrified. So <laughs> he has to really push, push me out the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Aww, you're a good pair. <laughs> That is so fun. I love that. And this has been wonderful. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us and share your heart and that encouragement for sure that someone needed to hear because, you know, as we know, God has these divine appointments and it's not by any accident mm -hmm. when we listen at a certain time, he knows when we need to hear an encouraging word. So true. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you never know how God is going to use. That's one thing I've been taught over and over. Mm -hmm. Like you'll, you'll say something and you won't think it's any big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, put a Bible verse out there or whatever. And very often it's exactly someone gets it that they needed that so bad. Keep sharing your heart because that matters. It does matter. Well, thank you, friend. I had such thank a wonderful you. time with you. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Yes. And I'll have to have you back on soon. Yay. Okay. Thank you for listening. I hope Jamie's message encouraged and inspired you. Our stories are important. They're important to God and they're important to others. Even the most ordinary days can be extraordinary when we surrender and submit to God and walk in the plans that he has for our lives. I'd like to read a quote from Jamie's book by one of the women that she wrote about, Evangeline Corey Booth. And the quote reads, it is not how many years we live, but rather what we do with them. That is so true. You've been entrusted with gifts and you can use those gifts to impact the world around you. One person at a time, one step at a time. So like these women who forged through, don't give up, God has plans for you. You can connect with Jamie at jamiejanos.com and I'll put that link in the show notes. I'd also love to connect with you. So subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss an episode and hop over to my blog at doriswift.com. Subscribe there too so that you can receive encouraging inspirational posts right to your inbox. And don't forget, Jamie offered to give away a book. So when you comment and share this podcast on social media, you can win. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. We hope this inspired you today and encouraged you that there's always hope and so never give up. I hope you join me next week when I invite another woman to share how she's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon.